let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm so excited to have you here. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce and we are here on Inspired Choices Network and today you are hanging out with me on Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Um, just wanted to share a little bit about who I am. I don't often do that. I was guided today to, to talk a little bit about more about more who I am and, and what do I do because I usually just like dive into having the share and having the content and and uh, you know pouring everything everything into you. So um, I'm a business intuitive coach and a sacred art of business coach. And you know what I have found is that most entrepreneurial women who are successful believe that they aren't enough. There's a part of them that still feels that they're not enough and they're frustrated with how hard they are having to work and nothing that they're doing is really helping them create more abundance and prosperity and dare I say, even more wealth in their business and life. And I've found that what what they really want is to have the time and the money freedom that they originally wanted when they said yes to business. Uh, They think they have to work harder and they can't. There is no way that they can work harder that they need a new strategy or tool. And they also believe that uh, they they don't know enough, that they need to do more, learn more, and work harder. We're kind of conditioned to think that way. And so what happens is they spend uh, investing more time and money into things that don't work. But the real problem that I have found is this uh, shift that's needed and how they're approaching their problems and challenges and to understand that a new strategy based on how they're currently thinking will only bring more of what they don't want. And that the feelings of imposter syndrome, which is talking about today, the concern about competition and their constant comparing themselves to others just won't go away with a new strategy. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate talking about imposter syndrome, uh, partly because I suffered and so I still can experience imposter syndrome. And I think that's one of the myths that I want to share with you is that it doesn't necessarily go away, but how we handle it goes away. And so, you know, when I was creating uh, the description of the show, it was uh, I spent some time thinking about, you know, what imposter syndrome is. And, you know, today I'm going to talk about guiding you through some of the hidden challenges of imposter syndrome, uh, the paralyzing false beliefs that keep you working relentlessly without reaping the rewards that you deserve, and uncover some practical and changing strategies. So we're going to uh, do some how to, some what, where, when, how, and maybe even why today, and covering all those topics. Did you know that there are, um, according to research, research, pardon me, so 70% of people, so not just women, uh, although my my clients are mostly women, uh, research that shows that 70% of people suffer from imposter syndrome. And uh, what I found with imposter syndrome, at least for me, is it came and went. It wasn't something that was always there. And when it does show up, and now it shows up, but I'm about to embark on something new. And uh, and that old feeling of I'm not enough, that old feeling of comparing myself to others uh, shows up. 
So as I, you know, looked for the formal definition of imposter syndrome, because I could certainly tell you how I feel about imposter syndrome, it's defined as a psychological phenomenon characterized by feelings of self-doubt, inadequacy, and fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of competence and accomplishments. It can be particularly challenging because it often affects high-achieving individuals who find it difficult to internalize their successes and attribute them to their own abilities. And uh, certainly this was my story, and I bet it's your story as well. In fact, when I was thinking about imposter syndrome, I was thinking about a time in my life where, particularly a low time in my life, where I um, was working, uh, I was uh, contracted to work with a government agency. So I had my co coaching business and I was contracted to work with a government agency. And I epically failed. <laughs> At and I really did. It wasn't like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. No, it was really bad. <laughs> so I really failed at um at at uh at this particular job, these responsibilities. And I was failing at them because I was deep, deep in imposter syndrome, because I wasn't coaching like the other coaches. And it's true, I don't coach like other coaches. In fact, I think all coaches probably coach their own way, but at that time I didn't know. I was comparing myself to other people. And um, I went and talked to the executive director, director and apologized. This is probably about six months after the con- my contract was ended. And I'll say it that way. My contract was ended. They, they didn't really end my contract, but they didn't give me any new clients. So it was a nice, a polite way of saying that I wasn't doing my job. And I went in uh, because I wanted to apologize to the executive director to tell her how sorry I was that uh, I, I hadn't done a great job. And I wasn't trying to give her excuses, but I did share with her that I really had been suffering from imposter syndrome in comparison. And that I had been through this kind of like dark night of the soul and realized that uh, there was so many things that had been impacting me at the time. And that because I was comparing myself to others, I tried to, to mimic and model how they were coaching. And it didn't work because, of course, I have my own way of coaching. I have my own methodology of coaching. And the craziest thing that happened is she said, me too. She said, I feel the same way, Ranchal. I have these deep-seated uh, fears and, and imposter syndrome, and I'm constantly comparing myself to other women, other business owners, uh, other executive directors, other people, places and things. And I was shocked because here I had put her on this pedestal of this woman who knew so much more than I did, who was like all that in a bag of chips, I think is what one of the sayings are. And I was moved that, um, that, A, that she would share that with me and realize that if I was feeling this way and she was feeling this way, what were the odds <laughs> that other women who were successful in their own right, who uh, but didn't feel successful? And that really, uh, for me, unfolded my journey of where I am today because it was this movement of, oh, my goodness, if she's feeling this way and she appears to be successful. And people, when I shared my story, were like, really, you appear so confident. So if she appeared confident and felt this way, and I appeared confident, how many other women out there are feeling that they're less than? And so I want you to know you're not alone, but male or female, entrepreneur, profession, professional, uh, you know, this is kind of what happens. We experience imposter syndrome quite often. In fact, we're conditioned to experience it, which I'm going to share a little bit more about what I mean about that in a little bit. 
And so, you know, today is really about uncovering those those pieces and giving you some tools, some actual practical tips so that when you find yourself in a place and space where you're about to compare yourself or you're about to move into that imposter syndrome, that you'll pause and you will remember to do the following. But first, let's talk about some of the hidden challenges around imposter syndrome. So although we see comparison as separate from imposter syndrome, comparison is often tied into imposter syndrome. We start to self-compare, you know, to others. And I think that one of the challenges that we have with social media today is that we're seeing everyone and seeing uh, on social media, right? We're seeing all of these pieces on social media, what actually are referred to as the highlight reels, right? So someone who's appears to be, and I'm not saying they are, I'm not saying that they aren't, but appears at surface level that they have this like fantastic life and that everything is perfect in their life and their business is going, you know, amazing and their relationships are great and their, you know, health is wonderful, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so then we start comparing ourselves. Uh, it can feel like envy. Yeah, it can be, uh, we can feel catty, right? You know, uh, we can start gossiping about somebody. But the real truth behind that is we're actually comparing our journey to their journey. And so the first mistake is, is that comparing our journeys to someone else's journey. There is no one else out there like you. And because there's no one else out there like you, they can't have the same journey as you. And vice versa, you can't have the same journey as someone else. And the second piece is, is we often don't see a lot of people, um, more so probably now this last six months, I've noticed this. We often don't see people talking about their piles of poo, <laughs> right? They just talk about when they've gone through their pile of shit, right? Oh, I changed it to shit, pile, piles of poo. <laughs> so after, after the fact, right? Uh, versus talking about it when they're midst, in the midst of it or in the middle of it. So it gives us this false sense that everyone has their life figured out, except for us, that everyone's life is great, except for us. And again, I think that part of the challenge with social media is that's really all we see. And we don't we don't know what's going behind um, their belly button. My mother used to say that, you know, don't judge other people around Sheldon because you never know what's going on behind their belly button. And that everyone behaves a certain way because they're behaving a certain way, but we really don't know what's going on in their life. And so with that, if we look at, there's a great universal law called the universal law of relativity. And I love this law because just think of it this way. If I drew you three triangles, right, and they were different sizes, one was small, one was medium, and one was large, and I asked you to tell me which was the largest triangle, you would be able to answer that. And why? Because you have something to compare it to. But if I showed you a triangle, and said, what size is this? Is it small, medium, or large? And I just drew you one triangle. You wouldn't be able to, to answer that because there's nothing for your brain to compare it to. So the shadow self of comparison is judgment, right? And then the, the light side of comparison is the universal law of relativity, right? The small triangle does not judge the, the medium triangle, or I don't judge the small triangle for being smaller. Damn you, you're smaller. Get bigger, right? We don't do that. But we do that with ourselves. 
we ask ourselves, we compare ourselves to others. And so it's a very dangerous place to be in. And the reason why we do that is because we're conditioned. Um, a lot of us are conditioned to, A, don't brag about ourselves, be humble. Uh, so that's part of the conditioning, actually, of imposter syndrome. The other piece of that is when envy comes into play, it's because we believe that we want their life, but we don't know what's going on in their life. What if it came at sacrifices that didn't feel good for us? And so when we move into this imposter syndrome um, piece, the first thing to make note of is to, re to remove yourself to a place where you're no longer judging yourself or others. So you're but practicing the universal law of, um, of relativity. And so you can you know, look at what someone else is doing, let's say accomplish, and rather than having envy or comparison or imposter syndrome, you could call them up. You could make contact with them. Hey, right? I noticed that you've been doing these amazing things. And first of all, I'd like to congratulate you because that's so awesome. And secondly, I'd like to know more about your journey because I'm stuck in a certain area of my life. And perhaps maybe you can shed some light on that. But we don't do that. We don't want anyone else to know that we're right, that we're not where we want to be. But what if we could? What if we did that? What if we reached out and said, hey, you're doing phenomenal. Congratulations on doing that. And um, and I'd like you know, opportunity to, to hear what you're doing. And it isn't necessarily even for us to model it because sometimes we can't model what they're doing because they're doing what they're doing because they're meant to do that. And but rather to like model it, but do it our way, adjust it for our own personalities. Um, I would bring human design into this, adjust it for our, our own human design, right? I'm a reflector. And so as a reflector, I'm going to do things much differently than a projector or, or a manifester or a generator, a manifesting generator. And so it's, again, not to go to compare and say, I'm going to take this business model and do it this way, but say, hey, what parts of this resonate with me or what parts am I in resistance to it? I'm in resistance to what's the opportunity and the resistance and then take a step forward and take that chance. So this constant self-comparison is one of these hidden challenges uh, that we have in imposter syndrome. And it can be so detrimental because it really fosters a sense of inadequacy and it perpetuates, uh, pardon me, per perpetuates, oh my goodness, perpetuates the belief that your achievements aren't truly deserved. And that's a really tough place. And again, that's a conditioned response. We're conditioned to feel like we're not enough. No one's fault is just a part of, I think, um, when we've, you know, part of growing up, right? And uh, there's lots of episodes that I talk about that, you know, and, and how we're conditioned and why we're conditioned. So I won't spend time going there today. So rather than comparison, as I said, we could talk about and we could implement the universal law of relativity, which would be one step, one to do, one task that you could do in order to move through that. So if you can believe it, we're already at our first break. And so let's take a moment here. Thank you so much for being here with me. My name is Ranchal, and you're on Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're on Inspired Choices Network. Thank you. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it, 
Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So excited. So before uh, the break, we were talking about the self-comparison in imposter syndrome and how the two of them are related. Um, and I talked about bringing in the universal law of relativity so that we can look at comparison a bit differently and look at things without judgment, but maybe we're discerning things. The next piece I want to talk about is fear of failure. Now, as soon as I said that, that probably makes sense to you, right? If we have a fear of failure, failure, imposter syndrome often leads to this paralyzing fear. And individuals affected by this syndrome may avoid taking on new challenges or pursuing their goals because they anticipate failure and believe they won't be able to meet the expectations placed upon them. But the interesting thing about it is the expectations that are placed upon them are self-imposed expectations. It's very rarely imposed by others. So there's this huge fear of failure and um, different than a fear of, uh, of success, right? This, uh, with regards to, there are people who have, are also a fear, have afraid, pardon me, are fearful of success, my goodness. But this fear of failure is the piece that's tied to imposter syndrome. And so how do we um, look at things differently is we can change the meaning of failure, right? We can reframe what failure means and look at failure as experiences, not as something that's right or wrong. And so, you know, when I'm coaching people, I will say, you know, when we were kids or when we were babies, pardon me, and we were learning how to walk, you didn't just stand up and walk, right? You started to crawl first and then if you were starting to walk, you would hold on to, you know, a couch or something and then take a few steps forward. And uh, and there would be cheering, you know, cheering up, cheering parent or a cheering adult, you know, that would be like, you've got this, you can do this. So there's that, you know, the cheerfulness. Not once were we encouraged to stop, stop. Don't ever learn how to walk, just learn how to crawl, just stay crawling. Crawling is good, right? But somewhere along that line between learning to right? Learning to crawl, learning to walk. And then we come into adulthood. We have this fear of failure, fear of making mistakes even, which is a little bit different than a fear of failure. And so what if we could reframe that? When I was bodybuilding, I was working out with a friend of mine and uh, we were doing a, a bench press, a chest press actually. 
And so she was on the bench and she put some weights. We put some weights on the long, um, long barbell. And she did three sets of 10 and she just like, you know, it was just like, boom, and they were done. And she got up and she's like, I was just super excited. Right. And then I said to her, the next time you do the next, like the next set that we do, we're going to put heavier weight on there because the last set, right. I want you to barely be able to eke out the last three. I want you to do this to failure because it's through failure that you have muscle growth. And um, at the time I was facing bankruptcy and I was really humiliated about it and lots of guilt and shame around it. And I had this like epic aha moment, which was, oh my goodness, life is kind of like that, right? That we learn so much through failure and to reframe it as it's just a part of learning and to not be ashamed of what I was going through, even as I was facing bankruptcy, but to not be ashamed of the mistakes that I had been making or the failures that I had faced, but rather look at them as opportunities of learnings. And from that moment on, I had less and less fear of failing. Now, I'd love to tell you that, you know, I don't have that anymore, but that would be bullshit. (laughs) There's still part of me once in a while that, um, that really is afraid of failing. And it will be when it's tied into imposter syndrome, right? And so the two for me are, are really, really tied together. And so what if we could look at differently and, and failing wasn't about failure, but it's about this experience, right? And just we change the meaning. The only problem we have with the things that there are situations, our challenges or obstacles only become problems when we have a specific meaning around them change the meaning, it changes everything. Uh, Wayne Dyer, I say this quote all the time, when you look, uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So imagine what happens if you could look at failure as not as failing, but you looked at it as just another way of not, of knowing what not to, uh, what not to do. It's like Edison and the, and the, he knew 10,000 ways not to create a light bulb. And so it's amazing if we can just reframe this piece and we can look at failure as just part of it, right? And and actually, <clears throat> would your life shift is if every day you went out to try to do something and you tried to fail at something. You tried something knowing that you were not going to be successful. Imagine the stories that you could have. Imagine the possibilities of your creations. If you could be like, I tried that and it was an epic fail. Or I did that and it actually it worked. Or I, I did that. It didn't quite work the way that I wanted it to work. But what could I do differently tomorrow? It's amazing when we when we just make these slight shifts in our mindset. <clears throat> the next hidden um, secret behind imposter syndrome is overcoming, overworking, pardon me, and perfectionism. And so I wanted to talk about this because. I, for the longest time, and I still sometimes will challenge when people say that I'm I'm being a perfectionist. And so I think perfectionism is fairly insidious in nature, though we don't necessarily know that's what we're looking to do. But certainly overworking has been a story that I could relate to. So many individuals with imposter syndrome feel the need to work excessively hard to compensate for their perceived lack of competence. It's like their value comes in working hard. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you listening, you know, grew up in an era where we were praised on our hard work. Oh, my goodness, look how hard she's working. 
she's amazing, right? Not once did I hear in my life, oh, look at you, you made that look so simple, you rock, <laughs> right? Or, oh, look at you, you found a faster, quicker, easier way to do that. You're, you're amazing. Because I was always looking for the faster, easier way. I have an aversion to working hard. So, um, so there was this discrepancy in my life where I had this aversion for working to working hard. Like, why would I want to work hard when I knew there could be an easier way? But I grew up in an environment where where I was praised for working hard, and for me personally, it was tied into this belief of not being enough, of not having value and not having worthiness. So I could prove to others that I was worthy or valuable by working harder than anyone else. And I did. Uh, when I owned my curves, I worked damn hard. And, you know, I grew up again in an environment where my parents um, you used to say, you can't ask a staff to do anything that you're not willing to do. And I certainly see the value in that. But also you have to work harder than everybody else. So our managers worked 40 hours, sometimes 42 hours a week, depending on their schedules. They were paid a salary. And so I took that literal. So if they were working 42 hours, that means I'd have to work more than 42 hours. If my mom was doing the books that week and she was working 50 hours because, right, she was uh, meeting a deadline, then I would have to work more than 50 hours. So it's always trying at an unconscious level, trying to up level what everyone else is doing and how everyone else is working. And it just became a part of my daily routine, a part of my day where I was working harder than everyone else. And the myth is that the that the benefits to working harder than everything else, there was that there was all of this financial gain to it, which actually wasn't true. But the gain I received was ill health and the lack of connection to my former husband. And, and so sacrificing my health and sacrificing my relationships. So that's when I talk about what I find with women, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's because that's what I lived. I lived that. It was like a me too. That's how I, that's what happened to me. It's overworking and perfectionism. And I still can slip very easily into overworking. Uh, and I say that because what I do doesn't feel like work anymore. I love what I do, right? As, as a business intuitive and coach. Um, and I have multiple businesses that I have, so it doesn't feel like work. But my body tells me when I'm working too hard. Um, kind of like today, I have a scratchy throat. I've had a scratchy throat for about a week. This is my body telling me, you need, to, you need to take a couple of days, right? Take a couple of days off. But it can really, when I find myself doing that, to question, am I feeling like I need to overwork to over, am I overcompensating? Right? Am I trying to prove to myself or to others at an unconscious level that I have value and that I'm worthy. And so, again, for me, and I'm sharing my own personal experiences with you, is that these are the things that are tied to when I feel imposter syndrome. And because I'm aware of imposter syndrome, it's more insidious, right? It, it takes, um, I recognize it earlier. However, it takes these, like, it's, the, it's like these little tiny pits, still tiny pieces. But I know when I'm facing imposter syndrome, when I move into procrastination, and it's not the only thing that moves me into procrastination, but imposter syndrome is one of those things. When I start feeling like a fraud, who am I, right? Who am I, who am I to do this, who am I to, to do that? It happened when, um, when I started the show here. I felt like um, I, was, I was so scared to uh, talk about what I want to talk about. 
I was also super, uh, super intimidated, super scared that what would I talk about, right, for a whole hour. And if you've been on my shows before, you know that often what happens is I, I talk to, I not, to, I don't talk too much in judgment, but I, there's a lot of content that I talk about. So the opposite, you know, has happened. And it's really funny because I've been leading, a, uh, I have a morning call that I do every morning pathway to success mindset call. And if you want to know more about that, please uh, just email me at rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. But I lead a morning call where I take my intuitive nature and I channel business ideas or channel different things that are going on in the world for the uh, people who are on the call. And so I've been doing that for almost three years, half an hour, seven days a week. And so as I started to do that, as I start to share and be more vulnerable and open to people that I was doing that, imposter syndrome came up. Who am I? Who am I to be channeling? Who am I to be have a show? Who am I to do this? And so if you're feeling that way, just know that you're not alone, right? And who you are is you are a divine. You are part of divine. And each one of us is meant to right, show up in our fullness and in, in our glory, whatever that looks like. And everyone's purpose will look a little bit differently. And so who you are is Absolutely, you're meant to be all of who you're meant to be. And so there's no comparing you to anyone else because no one's had your journey and no one can share what you can share. We can all have the same schooling. You know, we can uh, we can all have the same like if we were the same profession, but every single one of us would have something unique to share because of our unique experiences. And so as we uh, try to shed imposter syndrome from our life. It's really looking at these three, that these three pieces, self-comparison, fear, failure, and overworking and perfectionism. And those really are the challenges of imposter syndrome. So let's go into our second break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how to conquer some of these uh, challenges that we've just talked about. Thank you so much for joining. Whether you're here live with me or you're listening Afterwards, I sure appreciate your being here. My name is Ranchelle. We're on Inspired Choices Network, and the show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchell Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. 
To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. So excited to have you here. So we're going to just dive right into and talk about how to conquer some of these obstacles and banish some of our self-doubts that are associated with imposter syndrome. And so one of these is adopting a scientist mindset. I love this. And so how, what this looks like for you is to look at your experiences, especially your failures or setbacks, as an experiment rather than a defining moment. And you can go back into your past and do this for your past as well, but certainly in the now, in the present. Every time you try to do something, every time you're attempting to do something, then you have this fear of failure. You adopt this scientist mindset. You look at it and go, okay, this is just one big experiment. I talk about marketing being one big experiment because you just never know what's going to work. You know, when you're creating a marketing funnel and you have a headline and a subheadline, your content, I mean, all of these um, strategies or tactics even behind it, it's like, I don't know if it's going to work, right? It might work, it might not work. And so rather than thinking that we failed at this, and I'll use the marketing funnel as an example, it's like, well, okay, what worked and what didn't work? And sometimes the challenge is we don't know what didn't work or we don't know why it didn't work. And so, you know, if you ask yourself, well, I don't understand, I don't know why it didn't work. You're asking your brain, right? And your brain is what your brain created the structure that didn't work. So if you ask your brain why it didn't work, you're going to get an answer and it's going to kind of look like this, which is, you know, blah, 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 blah. You suck. <laughs> so why it didn't work is because you suck. So a different question is to ask divine source energy. What's the truth in this or what else could have happened? So you ask different questions. Our brain is a goal achieving machine. So if you ask your brain why, it's going to give you an answer. And it's often related to that you're not good enough. So stop asking your brain to solve the problem because the brain created the problem. So the same brain can't solve the problem. So just FYI. So stop beating yourself up. Um, but you can ask different questions instead. So when a, you look at this from a scientific perspective, right? When a scientist conducts an experiment, any result is useful data, whether the outcome is expected or not. And this approach allows you then to distance personal identity Right, your ego, your edge, your eye, from successes and failures. Mistakes that are, can be seen as opportunities. It's a really simple way. I'm going to look at this like a scientist looks at a big experiment. The second one a piece is the highlight real practice. And I love this. And this is really, this may, will make perfect sense, I think, too, because in this digital age, most people have social media platforms and are, are aware of how they tend to show only the best and biggest moments, right? So you can propose um, that you create your own highlight reel. So what does that look like? It means it could be like a, a journal or images or just points where you are recording moments that you're proud of, instances that you had success, all the things that you were successful in. And you can go back as early as the age of I learned how to walk. That was successful. I, I used to crawl and then I walked and then I learned how to run and I learned how to ride a bike and I learned how to add two plus two equals four. I still know that. I still know my ABCs. 
I learned how to write. I learned how to read. And so I know that might sound really silly to you, but if you are really suffering from imposter syndrome or you're feeling at such a deep level that you're not enough, you're only thinking about the things that you didn't or weren't successful at. And so what are all the things that you were successful Like all the things. So I'm 55 so years old. So I went back and I grabbed two or three things that I was successful over the last 55 years. Even if it's really silly, like I learned how to ride a bike, right? And then the next one would be I learned how to ride a bike and I stopped crashing my bike, right? Or whatever. I learned how to climb a tree. I don't know how to climb a tree. So that would be kind of cool, right? To learn how to climb a tree. But we can do all of these things. So do a highlight reel of your life all of the times that you were successful. And then you can take think about all the times that you took a chance. There was some sort of risk, right? And it was successful. So what risks have you taken that have turned out, maybe not turned out the way that you want them to, but they turned out even better or they turned out to be successful. And again, remember to define success how you define success. It's one of the reasons why I called my show Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle is because I want you to learn how to define success according to you. Because it doesn't really matter what I think success is. What matters is what you think success is. And so think about all the ways, all the ways that that you created success. And it would be even better. And I'm using the word better in terms of discernment and not in terms of judgment. So right. Universal law of relativity. It would be better if you did this on a daily basis. If every night you celebrated your successes and it might be something as simple as I had three things on my commitment list. And I got all three done plus one more. Or I had this really, you know, challenging day and I got through the day. Or uh, if we decided, you know, we're wanting to focus on our health and we want to hydrate more as an example and you hydrated more. So it can be simple. But the challenge is we think that we can only celebrate like the Oscars, right? The, like the really big things. And that can be tough to remember the really big things and the things that are just every day for you might be like feel like really big things to other people. So that's the other piece that you can do. Next, you can create a hype team. Excuse me, I'm just going to cough for a moment here. Pardon me. You can create a hype team. And this is a group of trusted individuals who you know really well and understand your journey. And I might include friends or family or coworkers, mentors, colleagues, but it's people who you can trust to, to provide you feedback. And feedback in the sense of not what they think you should do or what they think is right or wrong, but they say, you did a great job. You said you were going to do this thing and you did this thing, right? Or you did a great job. You said you were going to do this thing. And although you stumbled and you didn't quite get it done the when you wanted to get it done, you still got it done. Or you, you, you said you were going to do something and you didn't do it, but you recognized why you weren't doing it. And so have one or two of those, you know, BFFs, those girlfriends in your corner, right, who will, and I, I'm blessed I have a few of those, right, um, when I'm like, okay, I need you to, like, talk about how, you know, celebrate with me help me find a reason to celebrate right so i can let go of comparison and let go of imposter syndrome 
And so it's great to have uh, someone in your corner. And it might not be your like your life partner, it might not be your husband, it might not be your like your mom and dad or your sisters, like any of your siblings. It could be somebody else. You know, when I first started, I found someone random that I had met and just really resonated with this woman. I said to her, hey, do you want to I want to be part of my team, my hype team. Right. And so when I need a boost um, or a kick in the ass, I'm going to call you and uh, and spend some time with you. And it's um, been great and been absolutely awesome to have that. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, we talked about what let's take some time to go into a little bit more of the strategy behind this. So adopting a scientific mindset. So why we do this is it's going to encourage you to create a new paradigm shift on how you perceive your own experiences. So remember I said earlier in the show that the only problem we have is when we define it as a problem, when we give it a meaning that it's a problem. And so this has been a game changer for me because I always, I would say, judged um, when things were going on. And I would I would say that this is a problem because it was and it was all um, insidious, meaning I I wasn't realizing that I was defining as a problem because and then insert like the story behind it. But as I started to really live this life and practice the universal laws, it's like if I give no meaning to anything. Right especially things on a a lower density energy. When I give it no meaning, it has no impact on me. And it allows me just to experience life with the isness of experiencing life. So I find myself more peaceful and more serene. And it could be something really, really simple. And I'll give you an example. So my partner, Rob, he uh, is a firecracker and he has a tone of voice. Anybody can relate to that as an air quoting if you're not you're just listening to a tone of voice. Drives me crazy sometimes, right? It it I would say <clears throat> I would describe it as being um really judgmental, condescending. So when I give the meaning of the tone of his voice as judgmental and condescending, well, what happens with me? I immediately move into a position where I'm defensive. And then I become judgmental and condescending. But if I don't give the meaning of his tone of voice other than it's a tone of voice, that's it. Like there's an orange and there's an apple. I'm describing a color. It's orange. It's red. It's a tone of voice. But I give it no meaning. Then I do not move into defense. I don't feel like I have to justify who I am, justify my behavior, or justify my actions. And I... I am way more peaceful. So although this isn't attached to comparison um, or in uh, imposter syndrome, I think you can see, right, just by that simple example, how we define things and it makes a difference. So if I was talking about um, imposter syndrome, if I'm defining that someone knows more than I do, the meaning I give it. Or they're better than I am because I'm watching them on social media or, oh, they have it so easy. And this has happened to me. Then I'm giving it a different meaning. Right. Or I'm giving it a meaning. Another meaning could be I could be a celebrate with them. So I'm switching my paradigm. So as I said earlier, when we adopt the mindset of a, of a scientist, we replace the fear of failure 
with curiosity and openness, right? So if our project doesn't go as planned, uh huh, that's really interesting, right? Or if we see someone before we move into envy or comparison, that's really interesting. I wonder how they did that. What mindset do they have? How many trials do they have to go through to, to, to arrive there? I'd love to hear more about their journey. We become more curious. And with the curiosity, then we can adopt this scientist mindset, which is absolutely fantastic. It's just like it, it just changes. the. It really does change the way that we look at things. Next, after the break, we're going to talk about the highlight reel practice and what you can do to kind of look at that. So I already mentioned one beforehand, but I'm going to talk about another one. And so let's go into our, our last little break here. Thanks so much for joining me, whether you're here live uh, or you're listening afterwards. I sure appreciate you being here. My name is Ranchelle. We're on Inspire Choices Network, and the show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchel Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchel Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Thanks so much, uh, everyone, for being here with me today on Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Uh, so excited to be talking about something I'm so passionate about, which is imposter syndrome. And really, I'm, I'm you know, passionate about it because this was a real challenge for me growing up um, and well into my uh, 40s. And I just pretended that it wasn't there. And it really ate me up at a deep soul level. And so for me, you know, having this uh, discussion with you and even sharing with you that it still does happen to me, um, I can move into imposter syndrome. And but I, I have the tools and I've been sharing with you the tools to do that. So the other tool I want to talk about real quick is the highlight real practice. And again, I, you know, I, I talked about um, really writing down your own highlight reel and your own successes. And um, but I think what I really what I didn't touch upon, which is why I want to revisit this, was the exercise serves as a powerful antidote right, for you to your negative self perfection, perception and the fear of being found out. So imposter syndrome also comes because we're afraid. We feel like a fraud. Like, what if someone finds out that I don't know what I'm talking about? And for me, this was a real challenge because as a coach, um, I had so much that I wanted to share. And I'm an avid reader. And what I find is one of my, I guess, my natural skill sets, one of my superpowers is to take what I've read and teach it and teach people how to embody it. But because I was comparing myself to others, uh, for example, people like Wallace D. Waddles, right, who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, or, or uh, The Signs of Getting Rich, pardon me. And it was like, I I didn't come up with this information, so I can't really talk about it. So I was always feeling like a fraud. 
But then what I realized was I absolutely uh, could talk about the things from my perspective. And I started to own what I refer to as my natural abilities are my superpowers. Uh, next, we talked about the creating the hype team. And that's just the strategy highlights. So a hype team isn't someone who's going to blow smoke up your butt. It's a hype team is actually someone who, or yes, they're a cheering squad. They're going to provide honest feedback for you. And that's why you really want to trust this person. Because this person is going to provide you, like when you maybe have gone sideways, and you're not fulfilling your obligations, or maybe you're in self-sabotage, or you're in procrastination. So you need to have a lot of trust with this person. So that's very, very important, right? And the last piece I want to talk about um, as we're coming to close the show here is that overcoming imposter syndrome is a journey, like everything else. It's not an overnight process. And it's perfectly okay to have moments of doubt. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing for you to fix, right? There's nothing for you to heal. Um, so you don't need to vibe to something different. It's a journey, like everything else. And if you if you look at it as a journey, and you just remain in awareness of when you're feeling, and there'll be certain things that trigger you or certain people that trigger you, Right. And so I have a person in my life on social media and I'll find if anyone's going to trigger me, it's her. And so part of it is because it appears that she's living the life that I think that I want. And I say that I think that I want because when I really got down to it, I thought, do I really want her life? Well, no, she, she's doing a great job of having her own life. But there was parts of her life that I was like, I would really like to be doing that. And so the envy came from, the imposter syndrome came from, was because I wasn't making the steps to live that part of my life. So that's not on her, that's on me. But it became, because I was aware of it, I was like, ooh, look at me. Look at me saying I want to do something, but I'm not taking steps. I'm not, because strategy is still important. I talk, you know, in the beginning of the show, I talk about a lot of my clients think that they need another strategy. And that's not what they need at the time. What they need is something different. But that doesn't dismiss that strategy is important. And so the right strategy with the right mindset is what makes the difference. And so then I have to look at my strategy, you know, and look at if I say that I want that part of life that this person has and I'm in comparison and imposter syndrome, right, or an envy and feeling like I'm not enough, then I need to make some new decisions. I need to make some choices in my life. I need to implement the strategies to get me where I want to go. And so whenever we feel that, that comparison or that imposter syndrome piece, uh, that's what we can do. We can just take a pause, right? Take a pause. And the imposter syndrome comes, for me, it can come after envy or after comparison. Then I'll feel it. So that's like the trigger for me, which is why I wanted to share that with you. So one thing I want to share real quick here, three reasons why imposter syndrome comes. And I'm just going to give you like uh, uh, three reasons. I'm not going to dive into it because that's a whole other show. But imposter syndrome can come from childhood experiences, right? Um, early childhood experiences, high expectations of yourself or others that will have on you. Perfectionism, as I mentioned earlier, right? Well, we set really high standards for ourselves that we can't meet. Um, we set really high expectations for others. And they can't meet them either, which is not imposter syndrome, but that can set up for uh, really tumultuous relationships and being different. Um, uh, so that was for certainly my my story. 
was I'm a little bit different than my family. Actually, I'm a lot different than my family. And so I really find myself constantly in imposter syndrome comparison. Comparison first, which led to imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud, feeling like I didn't belong. And so those are three simple, not simple, but three ways or three reasons, pardon me, where that comes from. And I just wanted to share that with you as we kind of tie the, tie, uh, the, the show together. Next week, let's talk about next week's show. I have a guest um, Dr. Dolores Fizzino. And Dr. Dolores Fizzino is also on the uh, summit that I'm hosting June 2nd and 3rd called the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. And next week's guest is Dr. Do uh, Dolores Fizzino. And we're going to talk about trusting yourself in the midst of the chaos. So we're super excited to have her come with you. Last words of wisdom. What can I share with you in these last few minutes that we're together? I think is. To recap, right, really recognize and acknowledge your own achievements. Really, to be, it's okay. It's okay to break yourself up. Uh, embrace failure as a learning opportunity. Seek support and share your feelings. It'd be important as well. Challenge your negative thoughts and beliefs. You know what they are, right? Start challenging those. Ask, does that belong to me or is that passed on from a loving family member who wanted me to be? Uh, safe and secure. Practice self-compassion. It's so important for you to have self-compassion. We're certainly far from perfect, aren't we? All of us. And if we start to practice self-compassion, we start to look at things differently. We start to see how brilliant we are in some areas. And yes, we all have work, right? Uh, work to do. Uh, we all have opportunities for growth. But if we can really look at this and, and, and have self-love for ourselves, and look at all the brilliant ways that we show up, this increases your self-confidence. It increases your self-esteem. It increases your uh, opportunity for self-love, which, by the way, so many people feel that that's selfish. And it's not. It's, it's uh, this opportunity for you to be able to care for yourself in a way that we weren't taught. Right? We weren't we weren't taught to do this. And so we have to decondition ourselves and recondition ourselves. Last but not least, what you can do is emphasize your process over outcome, meaning it's not just about how it turned out for us. But what are all the steps that led us to where we were, whether it was a successful endeavor or not? Thanks, everyone, for joining me today. Great to have you. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.